Welcome to the WalletWise Borrowing for Your Needs podcast series. My name is Mutusi Dire, Head of Internal Channels VEF at Standard Bank. I'm joined by Pume Zayako, Head of Dealer Sales, Nan Metro at Standard Bank. Today, we're looking at financing the asset. And I did mention the last time that the information that was shared by Sis Pumeza has assisted me to make a decision. Sis Pumeza, welcome. Thank you so much, Matusi. I am so glad that the information assisted you in making a decision. Now, now that you have made the decision, have you considered the different types of asset finance agreements that are available to you? Your, your question is important, uh, Sis Pumeza. When I did a research, I actually took note that there are three different types of finance agreements available in South Africa, and there could be more than three, but the ones that I came across, which are more common, are the three. The first one I looked at was the installment sale. And this one here, it enables me as a consumer to take full ownership of the vehicle at the end of the term, once I have paid all the monies that are due on the finance account or finance agreement until the balance is zero. Now that speaks to ownership, which really, really appeased me. However, when I looked at the second one, which is the lease agreement, it did say to me that I don't take the full ownership of the vehicle at the end. However, I can, I have to rather pay the account all the way to zero and return the assets to the finance, which is also saying to me that I don't have to sit with a burden of the asset. So that's another possibility there. Then the last one is on the rental one, where it said to me, I don't take ownership as well. And further to that, if I choose to take a residual um, amount, and the residual amount was explained as this big, big, big amount at the end of the term that tries to minimize my rentals on a monthly basis. And once I take the rental, I know there's no ownership. And further to that, I don't have to worry about that big, big, big um, amount that is due at the end. And the beauty again about this one is I can return the vehicle to the financier, in this case being the bank, and say to them, here's your asset and walk scot-free. So I have those three uh, finance agreements that I looked at, and I'm certainly going to consider one of them. Okay, that's good, Matusi. I guess, Matusi, it's all about your needs. What exactly fits your needs? You know, is it all about ownership or is just having the right of use of the asset? You have no responsibility of a maintenance, and you also know at the end of the term, the financer is actually going to take the vehicle back. So you must always just look at your lifestyle and exactly what fits into it. Um, I, I'm glad you you took the opportunity to do that homework. Now, um, something I want to ask you, Matusi, okay? Now that you've done all of this, do you know exactly how to finance the asset, exactly what you need to do so that I can help you if you're not sure? What have you found out? So I, I will appreciate the help, uh, Sis Pumeza, but what I've managed to find out is the respective banks, uh, commercial banks, as we, you've indicated in the previous podcast that we do have commercial banks. The commercial banks do facilitate a finance on my behalf. 
Uh, the other option that I also have as a consumer is to go through the approved dealerships. And also I can go into the commercial bank uh, online platform and apply for finance from there. And the other piece that I've also discovered is the commercial banks are actually also able to finance a private to private. And this means I can actually reach out to you, Sis Pumeza, and say, I actually love the car that you drive. Are you able to sell it to me? And the banks can actually help me with the finance. It does not necessarily mean that I have to go through the normal way of uh, financing a car, but I can also go to a private individual and talk to them and they can sell the car through to me. And that's where I obviously don't have a cash and I need help from the banks for them to assist me. If I do have a cash, I just go into the dealership and buy the car cash. But without that, um, I reach out to the banks for them to assist me with the finance. Um, can you perhaps add to that, Sis Pumeza, in terms of what you know? Or did I do the right homework? You, you did some great homework, Matusi. Uh, but one thing I would like to highlight to you is the fact that you know, for banks and dealers, because they've been doing this for a very long time, it's actually easier to facilitate the finance for you um, and also to assist you through the process. But if you go private to private, you need to make sure you've done your homework, okay, because you are buying from another person. You're not buying from a dealership, if that makes sense. So you need to make sure you've done your homework. And also, secondly, you need to make sure the advice that you get from your bank in terms of all these things need to be done before we can do the finance. Make sure they are done. Make sure you view the vehicle. So make sure you do all of these things because you do not have um, a third party like a dealership actually helping you with all those things. So that would be the advice I would give you when it comes private to private. Okay. I hit the course, Pumeza. I'll certainly make sure that I do much more digging into that because you are right. There might be some defects or there might be some challenges with the car um, that I don't know of or that even the owner did not tell me of. So those are some of the things that I will definitely have to go look into them deeper. Whereas when I look at the dealerships as well as the banks, they are likely to come forward with the information and that I can make an easier decision on um, at the back of understanding that they are all reputable. So I appreciate that. Okay, no, that's good, Matusi. And then Matusi, after you've, I've given you the information in terms of the origination in the beginning, you've done your homework and we are speaking about the, the type of um, agreements you might get from the bank and, and what type of finance you can get. Have you done your needs analysis to make sure now whenever you get that card, it's actually going to fit your needs? As we said, do you need a lease? Do you need installment finance? Do you need a big car? Do you need a small car? So have you done that needs analysis to just to make sure that you get the right car? So Pumaza, what you're asking me, it's, it's a very tough one. And, and I did say to you that I've made a decision, and I have. But there's always that little thing at the back of my mind where it's really saying to me, um, I have a big family. But mm. I also, you know, enjoy the sport cars. Uh, I also enjoy the off-road, you know, um, driving as well. So it's, it's, it's always one of those internal conversations that are challenging one as to 
which car am I likely to go for? And then secondly, all those, they do attract the different, I could say, uh, contract that will be suitable for one of them. So as an example, as I'm highlighting, I like a bit of sports car. It might be that maybe I, I can have a weekend car. And by having a weekend car, because I use it at a minimal time, should I consider perhaps renting that particular vehicle? On the other hand, I also enjoy the off-road uh, driving. Um, should I consider maybe getting a lease agreement on that particular off-road? Or maybe even because of my family, take a day-to-day -day, uh, vehicle at the back of installment sale. So that's the part of um, the comparison that I'm working through to ascertain really my needs to the core to say which really uh, will thrive more. And I do know as well that with the off-road as well as um, the sports car, I can still take ownership there, or I do have an option of returning them. If the same happens for the family car. I can still rent the family car and be able to return them. So it's, it's, it's at the core where there is the strong deliberation, but I do believe that an, an easier decision has been reached is just to act on that. And I really, really appreciate um, the input that you have given me, especially from um, you know the contracts nudging perspective, especially from the origination perspective in terms of how to facilitate this particular finance so it does speak to to the core of my need okay thank you Mutusi. and then another thing with your research can you please just let me know what information you've got gathered um, in terms of the paperwork that be required by the banks to actually do the finance i just want to know what you've written down or what's your understanding so that i can also just help you with that information as well and, and, and I mean, as, as, a, as a young person who is more digital savvy, um, I did go out and look out and say, what is it that really speaks to me as far as, you know, the documentation is concerned or what will be needed for me to get more and more excited and get to dangle the keys of the new car? Um, I, I did go online and, and I've noted that there is an application form that needs to be completed, uh, be it online or manually, um, it needs to be completed there. And in addition to that, I've noted that, you know, some of, um, you know, the dealerships also do facilitate that. And they've asked me that I should bring my three months uh, payslip or three months bank statement. I should also have the ID and the driver's license, as well as proof of residence. They themselves as a dealer, they will issue out the quotation upon our agreement. And also some of the, the banks have also highlighted the same that, you know, I can bring in my, um, you know, my income and expenses. I can then bring in my three months payslip they, some of them, they don't need my bank statement because I bank with them. And um, the ID, they also already have it on the system as well as proof of residence. I therefore need to produce the driver's license. So that for me was actually talking to the slickness of how the banks are also able to facilitate, you know, these uh, transactions. I obviously have to um, get the quotation of the vehicle from the dealer and be able to supply it to the banks. I, I don't know if I was on the right track there, uh, Cisco Meza. Yes, you were, Mutusi. But just one thing um, I would like to add is the fact that, so if you go to a dealership, the dealerships, uh, most dealerships actually have a relationship or an agency agreement with most of the banks. So you'll find if you go to the dealership, the dealership will apply to all the banks. Now, the advantage with that is that you can see which bank will give you the most competitive uh, rate and also the structure that you need. 
but always your, your bank will always have more information about you than any other bank. So you might not need to give as much information when you want to go with your bank. So those are the things you need to consider uh, when you go to a dealership in terms of some of the support or some of the quick decision making you might get when you, you get there. So that's just something to consider. Don't forget, most dealerships have agreements or their agents of most of the big four banks in South Africa. Okay. Thank you, Sis Pumeza. And once again, I am Wallet Wiser. And there you have it, folks. We are getting more and more educated. And thank you for listening to another great podcast on Wallet Wise Borrowing for Your Needs. This time around, we were discussing financing and assets. On the next podcast, we will be looking at how to conduct your account as well as account termination. Cheers for now. Standard Bank. It can be. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider.